Hello, my name is Celia Hirsch, and I'm a volunteer with Igniting Change, an intentionally tiny but outcome-mighty organisation based in Melbourne, Australia. Igniting Change has walked alongside many individuals and organisations making a difference, usually working with very thorny issues in decidedly unsexy areas. It's unlike any charity you may have previously encountered, and its catchphrase is, see the person, not the label. What we are seeking to do with this podcast is introduce you to the people of Igniting Change and the people we work alongside. Our guest today is Jade, who works in the Igniting Change office. Hi, Jade. Hi, Celia. Jade, you went from being the subject of an Igniting Change project visit to organising the visits yourself. So much has happened. Where are we going to start? Surprise me. Well, why don't we just sort of go back to where you began briefly and talk about how you got to Mm. here. Mm. So there are steps in between, I know, and we can take it step by step. Okay. But you were born in Melbourne. I was born in Melbourne. I was born in the southeastern suburbs and I grew up with my two sisters. I've got a younger sister and an older sister and my mum and dad. And without going into too much detail, us three girls grew up in a house that was very chaotic. There was a lot of violence. It was a difficult time. It was a difficult time. It was a really unhappy childhood for all of us. Yeah. A childhood I wouldn't wish on anyone. So, as is often the case, Mm. your teenage years turned to drug experimentation. Mm -hmm. They did. I fell into drugs at a young age. I was around probably 13, 14 and I started drinking and smoking weed and um, that escalated quite quickly. I sort of skipped the middle part that people normally do and went straight into ice. So how long were you using that drug for? Around nine years. What was life like? Life was, there was a lot of pain. There was a lot of loneliness there was... Were you homeless? I was. I, um, both my younger sister and I experienced... home. We were in and out of homelessness. We would keep going back home to my mum's, but the situation was so demonic there um, with her that we would keep leaving again. So I've stayed in refuges. I've couch-surfed, um, moved from even staying in apartments and hotel rooms and just, yeah, I've sort of been all over the shop during that nine-year period. I'm looking at the person before me now Mm. and it's really hard for me to imagine the person who was um, a drug user living on the streets. I I can't reconcile that. What Mm. do you think it is in your character that has allowed you to pull yourself up because so many people don't? I think that I do have a determination in myself definitely but I think more than that I was just so blessed to be given opportunity and respect and care over the last four years of me being clean. I think that has what has transformed my whole life and allowed me to come out of the vicious cycle of addiction and, yeah. You talked about a, your chaotic childhood. Did mm. you have a self-belief even then, even in spite of all of that? Did you inside yourself know mm. that there was strength and that there was goodness and kindness? I didn't know that there was strength. I didn't feel I had any strength. I definitely felt that I had 
kindness and goodness because I was, despite what people believe about people who have an addiction to ice, not a, every... I don't like the word bad, but not they're not bad. Not everyone's a horrible person doing horrible things. Um, I was still a good person then. I was still a kind person then and I knew that. So, yeah. We go back to uh, when Igniting Change visited the... Community s- school. Yeah. Well, as you may know by now, Igniting Change does the Meet the People, Feel the Issues visits to community the organisations that we have the privilege to walk alongside. And, and in fact, I was a member of that particular visit that you day. Were. Yeah. You've known me since day one, lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was, you know, I was in a really bad stage at the time. I was heavily addicted to ice um, and I was actually experiencing homelessness as well and I just linked in with a community school called St Kilda Youth Services and Jane came out with a group of beautiful people on one of the visits to learn more about the school and what they were doing and I'd never shared anything about my life and I remember the school asked me on that day if I would sit and have lunch with everyone and share But you spoke. I did speak. You were so brave. (laughs) I still can't believe it. I was so, I was such an, I was an anxious wreck back then and I had no confidence, zero confidence. So it was obviously meant to be. Well, you made an impact. Thank you. You really did. Thank you. Well, I remember that Jane, she sat next to me at the table and as I was sharing my story, she held my hand under the table I was really comforted by that. I sort of shared a bit about myself. It was her that approached me afterwards and came up to me and looked me dead in the eye and said, there's something special about you. Come and see me when you're clean. And you did. And I did. Nine months later, it was a really tough nine months, but I got myself clean. I did it on my own and... I tracked her down and I walked through the doors of Igniting Change and she said to me, you're not going anywhere and I've been with her ever since. So what does your day look like in the office of Igniting Change? I mean, I know that there's not a typical day. There is definitely not a typical (laughs) day. (laughs) Um, Well, I think we're a really small team here. We have four people that work in the office and we're all sort of all-rounders. We're just a we're a real team. We do do everything. We support each other. Um, We work with... You know, at the moment we're working with over 60 community organisations around Australia supporting, yeah, supporting them in in the quiet way that we do. We always have a creative project on the go, like our latest book, Small Ways to Shape Our World. I'm sort of Jane's right-hand man. (laughs) Or woman. Jane, Jane says you have a good nose for sniffing out projects for igniting change to support. What are you looking for? I think when... We're looking for projects or working with projects. It's definitely, it's feeling. It is, it's a feeling that over the years that I was living a really chaotic life, I probably used around, you know, it would have been over 60 organisations, community organisations for different things like housing and food and clothing. And so many times I would walk into these organisations and I never felt that they genuinely cared or... You know, I felt like I was another number to a lot of them. Um, There was a very small percentage that I actually felt cared. Um, So now when I walk into an organisation, you can feel it. You can feel if there's heart and there's warmth and there's care. And 
um, you know, the organisations in particular that I find are doing really remarkable work have employed or have people involved in the organisation who have actually experienced the issues. Um, How do you sense this particular thing? Is it eye contact? Is it the way they talk? Can you, can you quantify way, it? I feel like it's also the way they interact with the people that they're working with. You know, when you go out and visit a community organisation and it doesn't matter who's come to visit them, if they have a young person who needs their attention, who's they will leave us and go straight and attend to that young person. I mean, it's little things like that that you notice and, and you can see that the people they're working with come first. They're the priority. They're the priority. Um, yeah. When you and your sister, your beautiful sister Haley, mm. spent um, quite a long time this year wor- working with homeless people. Yeah. Tell me about that. Um, well, we strongly... We, all of us here at Igniting Change, we strongly believe that people experiencing, you have to work with people who are experiencing the issues. That's where you'll make the most positive change. People are experts in their own lives. They will tell you what's going on. They will tell you what will make a difference. And we try to incorporate, well, we do incorporate that into every aspect of our work. And so this year, you know, there, there was a lot going on around homelessness it is increasing, as most people know. And Haley and I spent some time just walking around the city and a few other areas, having conversations with people who are experiencing homelessness and just asking them what was going on for them and the realities and what their biggest struggles were and what would make the biggest difference. And then also asking them, are there any, what are the projects that are having the biggest impact in your lives? What are the organizations? Yeah. What did you learn? Well, we learnt of in some incredible organisations who when we've been walking alongside ever since. Was it the, the dignity of them, of the people who were living on the streets? I remember you talking about that they had names, that they had yeah. relationships, that they considered their property still was precious even though it wasn't much. Yeah, well, I think that... I mean, Haley and I have been in similar circumstances. We both have never actually slept rough, so I... I sort of already knew, like for me, I did know that stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know, just that we're all, we're all human beings, we're all equal. I mean, that's just, some are, I mean, something, okay, something that did surprise me actually, and this maybe comes back to judgment and it shouldn't, how many people we spoke to who had the most incredible skills they had, a pr- um, you know, apprenticeships under their belts. They'd worked in the corporate sector before. A couple of them had had their own businesses and lost everything. I mean, just the skill set and the intelligence. And, you know, I think that people always assume... Another thing that I, you know, I think that people assume that a lot of people who are experiencing homelessness are addicts or that mm. they're alcoholics or... And that's just not the case. And also learnt how many young people living on our streets as well we found a lot of young people you know in their teens and who just had come uh, you know a few of them we'd met who'd come out of out of home care who'd been in the system and obviously when you hit a certain age you are out on your own and they've just have no family no support nowhere to go and they've ended up on the streets and it's just it's heartbreaking so is homelessness our most pressing problem I think it's 
definitely a problem. It's a. Is there something that stood out for you in your years here that you think is is really the the most serious issue? I think yeah. Or if I th- I think it would be our lack of connection. That's what I feel it would be. I wouldn't say it's one particular issue. I think a lack of connection is what causes many of the issues that we work with. How do we get over that? Do we say hello to someone on the street? Is it as simple as that? You know, sometimes I, I really believe sometimes that the smallest acts of kindness make the biggest difference and can make the biggest difference. So, yeah, it's it's small things. It's having conversations with people it's seeing the person not the label it's saying hello it's smiling at someone it's yeah those things I mean I know those small things have made I know the impact they've had in my life what are some of the things that working with igniting change has has brought to your life on a personal level it's changed it's completely changed my life it's given me a fresh start it's allowed me to be the person that I feel like I was always meant to be. Um, they support me through everything. I've got a family who are, who love and care about me. Um, it's also, I mean, it has taught me a lot. I feel like I feel like we all judge in our own ways in in different things. And igniting changes actually. I had something called reverse snobbery. I call it reverse snobbery. You know, I always felt like people who had been brought up in, say, privilege or or with money or opportunity weren't very nice and, you know, I hadn't always been treated in the kindest way I felt. Um, And then through coming to Igniting Change, I've met some of the most beautiful people you could ever imagine that have come from that world. And also people who have been brought up in privilege and have had opportunity who are some of the loneliest people and who have addiction and you know we're all just the same and that it's a very valuable lesson that I've learned here as well not to judge at all nobody it's been a steep learning curve hasn't it it has how many years now it's been I've been here for around over three years just over three years wow yes I know and there's not a an inch of this business that you don't know well, I'd like to think so. <laughs> I hope so. I'm trying to learn, yeah. I mean, it's a privilege to work with Jane and learn from everyone who's working on the front line and individuals who are experiencing all the issues. I mean, it's a, it's a privilege. It is. Yeah. What have been some of the trickiest things for you to grapple with? I just think that you see a lot when you work with Igniting Change. You see a lot of pain and suffering and loneliness and, I mean... Is it hard to to wash that off and go home? Yeah, it is. And there is, there is, I find sometimes as well, guilt that comes with that because now my life's turned around and why can't that be for other people as well? Yeah, it's, it's tough to see so many people doing it so tough here in Australia in 2018. It's just mind-boggling. What are the projects that you're most proud of i think a project that's very close to my heart would be uh, st kilda pcyc um, they work with over 160 vulnerable young people per week through a range of different programs from boxing homework club you know a lot of these young people have they're growing up in addiction um their parents are addicts they grow they've grown up in the housing estates they just 
have some of the toughest lives you could ever imagine and this place offers them a safe haven where they can develop skills and hopefully break the cycle and I really feel like they're doing that and they also own a home a couple of doors down which houses seven young people who would otherwise be homeless. It is remarkable isn't it and the energy and the enthusiasm that seems to be Mm -hmm. unflagging. Well another amazing thing another reason I'm actually really passionate about them is that they employ people who have experienced the issues in the organisation and not many community organisations do that and I feel like that's, you know, where you're going to have the most impact as well. So, you know, the young woman, Chloe, who's had a similar past to me and is now working with all these young kids and, and she can just relate to them on a level that a lot of other people can't and I just, yeah, they're changing lives. Do you think that's a big problem with people who've had addictions and so on about getting employment, about people trusting them? Definitely. I always say I feel like I was one of the lucky ones um, to be given the opportunity. I, I was unemployable. No one was going to employ me with my past. And, um, you know, I'm so lucky that Jane gave me the opportunity to shine. And I feel like, yeah, lo- yeah, there is a lot of barriers to employment. I mean, that's what's so exciting about um, the program we're looking at doing with the youth unit at Port Phillip Prison, employing young men who are coming out of the youth unit. It's linking them with businesses that it's so exciting that we can try and influence that space and get others to follow and because I guess or what you needed and what anyone needs is is the belief that somebody believes in them and will back them and trust them mm-hmm. and that's essential I guess to to anyone but for someone who's vulnerable who's come out of incarceration or addiction mm. I guess I can't imagine how how much that meant and it obviously mm. for you to go and get yourself clean on your own mm. that's an enormous that's an enormous achievement yeah thank you <laughs> I mean yeah it's not easy but you know it wasn't it wasn't getting off Drugs, that was the hard part. I say that now. It's what comes after that. It's once you have been clean for a little bit. I always, you know, the first year is just about sort of surviving and not using and making sure you're, you're staying clean. And then after that, it's what everything that comes up afterwards. And so to have a supportive work environment as well that allows me to come in and just be me. And if I'm having a bad day, there's no shame or guilt around what I've done. And so Because I guess if all of the people that you knew were using, mm-hmm. then you would have had to leave all of that behind too. So there goes your, your social connections. Definitely. Yeah, I had to start from scratch. I feel like I'm being reborn all the time now. You know, my first experience is I got to go to the ballet the other day. It's things like that, things I've, yeah, I've never, I feel like I'm, I've been reborn, yeah. And you said before <laughs> something interesting um, about when you first started here. I remember you used to come in with a whole lot of bags and now I did <laughs> and now what's happened well when I first started igniting change I would carry maybe like six bags with me backpack handbag have a side bag I couldn't even tell you what was in these bags but the more emotional and mental shedding I guess that I'm doing um the less bags that I've got I'm down to one at the moment so we're doing well wow <laughs> Next we'll see you with just your keys and your purse and we'll know that you're, um, you're flying. <laughs> when you were in, in the darkest places in your life, mm. did you ever imagine that you would have a life like this? Never. Never. I didn't, I didn't know a life like this existed. I, you know, the thing is when you're, 
when you're living that life, that's all you know. You don't see anything outside of that. And it was only until I was started at Igniting Change and started to see the other side of life that I realised that this was something that I could have, that this was this was... This was another life. I just did not know that it existed. The one thing that I ask everybody Mm. uh, is what has igniting change taught you? Kindness, compassion, to see the person, not the label, the the judgment thing. It's been a huge thing for me. I've really learned through here. You just just cannot judge. Same. I I agree. I've I've had the same realisation about my own judgment making yes i mean we do you Mm. we all do it and you come to a place like this and it's just and now i'm really passionate about not judging anybody i think that's the biggest lesson that i've learned is see the person not the label no judgment that's it for this igniting change podcast if you've enjoyed this episode please be sure to press subscribe to ensure you don't miss future episodes thanks for listening and remember see the person not the label